0: Hey guys, this is Market Freedom Holdings. We're going to talk about real estate investing today. We haven't really talked about that in a while. So as you know, this podcast is about business. From a W2 to being a business owner. Um, Investing. So today we're going to talk a little bit about wholesaling. Wholesaling is the, the way in real estate that you make money by buying houses at deep discounts so that you can assign the contract or... Sell the house to somebody who is going to fix and flip it, or buy and hold it. It doesn't really matter what their end purpose is, but your rule is buy the house for less than um, a deep discounted price because you have to leave enough space for the other person to be able to um, fix and flip it. So if that you, the average fix and flipper is spending thirty thousand dollars in the neighborhood that you're working in and um, you want a $5,000 profit margin on everyone at least, then you can't spend more than, uh, what is that, you know, way less than $35,000 in what you believe the house will sell for after it's all said and done. So. You've got to know your numbers a little bit. My suggestion is that you go in, you look at um, all the major. Redfin is probably be- the best, but let's go through Redfin, let's go through Zillow, let's go through Trulia. You got to get just a quick, hashed out little um, idea of what the house is worth. It doesn't have to be exactly accurate. You can always negotiate a contract later. So getting the contract first and foremost, developing rapport with the people that you are speaking with. And these are the keys to getting a house. So you have to first get an appointment with the people that own the house. Who's on the deed? Who's on the title? You need to find out that out. So um, if it's somebody who's married in a state where they have... Uh, I think it's called joint tenancy. I'm half asleep right now. Sorry, guys. We'll look into that a little bit more in the future. But you got to get in front of the people who make the decision, and more importantly, you got to get in front of the people that have their name on the title. They're the ones who can sign the title away, the deed. So you have to be know who that is. So you can do a little bit of research. In most cities, uh, you go to the website. Um, Let's see, here in Maricopa County, you would be going to the um, uh, county assessor's office. You go to the county's assessor's office, um, there's a link that you can actually see who is on the deed of that property. So you have to know the address of the property. If it's any major, they probably have it on the internet somewhere, their website for whoever the body is that collects all that information. Uh, like I said, here in Maricopa County in Arizona, you would go to the County Assessor's Office. I think it's... Um, I, I would just Google County Assessor's Office Arizona or Maricopa County and uh, it will give you a link to the website. It's escaping me off of my head right now, but... You click on there, you click on the deed, there's going to be a... Um, PDF of the actual deed the signature and the name of the person who signed that deed or who's on that deed it's going to have the name of the deed and the person who signed it over and the notary most likely
1: so you need to know the person who's
0: on the deed because that's the person who's on the deed and that's the signature that you need now in the beginning you could have something as simple as an agreement you know tie it Uh, written handwritten on a napkin you get their signature your signature and then you take it to your title agent Uh, you take it to your title agent if you're in a state that um, works with title agents if you work in a state that doesn't work with title agents or that works with um, I believe it's mortgage once again my brain is dead here sorry guys but uh, we're just going through the basics you got to get your lawyer or your title agent involved To be selling it to you. now, this means that you probably have developed some relationships with some cash buyers. Um, There's several ways to go about doing this. One of the ways is to go to a RIA real estate investor association, they're everywhere across the USA. So, if you're in a metropolitan area, I guarantee you have a RIA of some kind. You start going there and you the network, you find the people. That are buying houses for cash. You talk to them. You get their information. The biggest thing you need is their name and the best way to contact them. Ask them, hey,
1: should I find a house in the area, area, area that you're looking
0: for? What is the best way to contact is? you? Write that contact information down. 100.
1: Get full. Well, get you know
0: at least an email and a um phone number. you ask them what their method of contact is and you use that one to. Send them information about houses that you get. Now, Ultimately, you want a big buyer's Our, list because you want people fighting for property. You don't want to be just giving it to one person. So, the goal here, here is there's other ways to get cash buyers, but that, that, that's the first one we're going to go over. Is just you get in, go to Ria's, you start meeting people, uh, make it a goal that you look for all the cash buyers in the room or as many as you can talk to in the time that you're given to network. And you write that down and you put it in a database somewhere and then you start doing email blasts every time you get a property or, you know, whatever they're preferred. You do email blast and or you call the people and say, hey, I'm going to have this property available. You know, what's it worth to you? So you start getting a bidding war going on. You don't have to have, like, an open bid or whatever, but you write all these Who's and it moves the highest. Boom. And if you want to play the game even better, you know, call back the people that gave you a lower bid and say, hey, I got a bid for blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that'll take more work, but it might be worth the time. Um, so you need a contract. You need to be able to sign that contract. So not all contracts are going to be assignable, so you either need to write on this... On the contract your name and or assignee or you need to put a clause in your contract that says that it's assignable um, so anyway so that's the basics of wholesaling you need to get a property under contract for lower than your profit amount minus what the at least the average of what is being rehabbed in that area you know you could walk If you're looking at ARV, the after-repaired value, kind of getting just a, a general idea that you don't, go low, always go low. low. Hey, you're, um, don't ever, here's <laughs> another key when you're negotiating, don't ever throw out the first number. When you're asking your uh, clients, what could you, what could you let your house go? And then, here's the second question always, pause for a little bit and say, is that the best you can do? Or, you know, find a question that's very similar to that. Um, so always ask that question. Because the the people that you're buying from are gonna be more scared than you. They will you know, most likely you know, maybe that is little as they can go. But you gotta kinda of know that you know what, I can't you know, if it's crazy high these are not motivated sellers. So informed. Being- So if somebody gets a postcard in the mail, you know for a fact that they're a motivated it. seller. not Your average person is going to be calling uh on a postcard. So you gotta find the marketing method on how you're gonna get your help. And you gotta consistently do that and you gotta scale it up. So once you find the channel that you want to work with, direct mail, calling. Um or bandit signs. All of these modes work, but you have to get good at them, and you need to spend some time. Uh, and we'll talk some, some more in the future about wholesaling and how to get in front of the people that you want to get in front of. But you're going to have to spend some money to do it. You know, if you're doing signs, you're going to pay. You know, at least hundred and something uh, per hundred signs if you're going to have pre-printed signs or if you're going to handwrite it. That's a lot of work but you know, it still costs for the cardboard. So you have to have a marketing budget. You have to be consistent with your marketing budget and my suggestion is you find one channel and you do that consistently. You find the area that you want to be in you pepper that with banded signs Uh, or you find uh, the area you want to be in and you you get lists. You need to get lists of, um, you can get pre-foreclosures, you can get probate, you can get, so my suggestion would be that you stay, pre-foreclosure is going to be hit hard. Your message has to be very good in order to be resonate with these people. You need You need to probably have a message around how you can help them. And find a script that is convincing that you are going to help them, not that you're going to buy their house. Uh, you are going to help them. You're going to get them. The application. To give them the process. In your market if you're going to use this route. You should be able to tell them, hey, this is what you can expect. Hey, you know what? I've talked and hey, ask them. Where are you at? The process. Oh, how's that going for you? If they don't want to talk to you about. Um, because you can start gleaning some information on how banks work and stuff. So for example, a lot of companies will, a lot of uh, banks or whoever holds the mortgage will say that they're going to work with a, uh, somebody who is in the house. But sometimes they'll find that, hey, they put them on a three-month trial period and they don't even have to, usually it's in their paperwork that they don't even have to um, go forward with that. They've got a probationary period, and for whatever reason, the bank can cancel after that three months and say, no, you know what, that's not working for us. So if you can give some of this information to um, your homeowner, and hey, if they save the house, great. But chances are these people have already made lots of very um, poor decisions in their lifetime. Their chances of them changing after they meet you is, is higher than not that they won't. So anyway, that's our talk today. Just a little bit about wholesaling. We'll go more into wholesaling, but just some basic thoughts to prime your brain if you want to become a wholesaler. All right, guys, you have a great one. Uh, Remember, Facebook, Freedom Holdings. Give us your questions. Thank you. Bye.